Oak Partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies, and SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. From Oak Partners Wealth and Retirement Planning Group, it's time for Making Finance Personal. With your hosts, Mike Barancic, Jason Urbanic, and Steve Kavis. On today's show, you'll get the market and financial news update you need during Opening Bell. Then, we give our Gen Xers some tools needed to manage their money and build a better and bolder future. Not a Gen Xer? Don't tune out, because we've got plenty of tips for everyone as we answer listener questions during our answer segment and then get sound, solid, and simple advice in Jason's Thought for the Week. I'm Amy from Oak Partners. Time to get this show started. Thank you, Amy. Welcome, everybody, to Making Finance Personal, the show where we understand that when it comes to your finances... It's always personal. I'm Steve Cavis, joined as always by Mike Barancic. Thanks, Stephen, and everybody out there listening. And Jason Urbanic. Happy Sunday, everybody. I just realized we are all Gen Xers, right? All three of us? I'm on the border of Gen uh, X, Gen, uh, you're an Gen X millennial. I'm I'm a hybrid between the two. I'm 42. He's a Xer. He's yes. a what? I'm a Xer. That's a new one you just made a, up. I just made that up. I'm a Genennial. I'm, <laughs> I'm 42. That sounds a little uh, nasty. <laughs> I'm 42 and I feel like I'm 80. So, but I'm yeah, still right. Still you look like you are too. So that's okay, Jason. <laughs> and so what's going on, guys? How's life? Um, on this Sunday, it's a beautiful, blistery day. Um, it's actually getting cold. Winter time is hit, is hitting. It's, it's back again, of course. Right. You know, we thought we, we we thought there was a little bit of a break. Um, if Punk's you want to fill. Saw his shadow. So. Oh, that's right. So, so that's you know, why winter's hitting us again. That's the only Groundhog reason. Day why. Last week, uh, late week, uh, we got President's Day coming up this coming week. Uh, but if you want to contribute to the show, 888 546 5115, 888 546 5115, or send us an email to the show at oakpartners.com. Yeah, you could always go to our website too, which is mfpshow.com, making finance personal. So it's mfpshow.com. And again, that is your one-stop shop to go to oakpartners.com, our investment firm's website, or to iTunes, like Mike mentioned, and um, a lot of other places from there. Yeah, for the uh, Gen Xers, the Gen Yers, the, even the uh, baby boomers that are a little bit more tech-savvy, uh, we do record the show and put it out in podcast form. And we have dozens and dozens and dozens of shows uh, on iTunes. Just search for Making Finance Personal, a whole wide array of topics. Um, You can download and and listen to us at your leisure. And over 25,000 of them, right? So a lot of of people are coming to iTunes. In fact, I was uh, was doing an investment uh, presentation for uh, some prospective clients uh, just a, a week and a half ago. And I I mentioned the fact that our show um, was also on iTunes and, and they, the the room was excited, you know, and these were, this was a group of people that were in their late fifties to, uh, to 70. And they were excited about it being on iTunes because they podcast now. And I, and I was actually a little bit shocked by that, but you know, this, this is the millennium where, you know, even my grandmother has a, a cell phone. Yeah, Jason, we were just talking to one of our good clients last week, and didn't he say he's he's addicted to the show now on, on iTunes? He downloads the podcast, and he yeah, take right. him on vacation and listen to old shows. Yeah, it's always like shocking that. when people tell um, tell us that, but, you know, I, I don't podcast. Yeah, when, 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 Why don't I podcast? I don't, because I don't well, you also have like the original software on your iPhone. You right. haven't updated to any of the new software. But yet so. my mother knows how to FaceTime yeah, uh, you're the on her least, iPhone, and I don't. The least tech-savvy Gen Xer in existence. <laughs> well, first of all, I did update the new software on my iPhone at, at the office, and it ruined my day. 
because my computer was down for like um, 30 minutes um, trying to update that. So I actually did that. Yes. Uh, we're, we're talking a lot about Gen Xers here, and that's because the, the topic of this week's show. Last week, we talked about some financial planning tips for millennials. This week, we want to talk about that next, that one generation older, the Gen Xers, the people in their late 30s, early 40s, maybe up to age 50, um, didn't, yep. a little bit more established in their career, but not quite ready for retirement just yet. So we're going to get to that for our financial tool. But before we do that, of course, we want to get to this week's opening bell. All right, opening bell this week. What do we have in the news, Mike? Some maybe well, not couple, so positive. Uh, well, we had a little idea. bit of a ugly news this past week, which was uh, which was a little bit uh, shocking. Uh, we had unemployment report uh, greater than three hundred thousand uh, jobs. Yeah, right? we'd been under three hundred thousand for a really long time. Yeah, uh, and longest now consecutive string uh, since since two thousand seven that we had uh, uh, jobs uh, great, under under two hundred thousand. Yeah. So that got broken uh, this past week. Uh, marginally over it, a lot of a lot of it seasonally adjusted as uh, the the east gets pounded with snow. Yeah, right. And so you know you ended up with uh, a lot of a lot of people that uh, were sent home from work. Uh, you have a significant amount of strikes happening right now across the country. You've got actually 10 oil refineries that are on strike across the country right now, including right. one right here in northwest Indiana and, and uh, one in, uh, in southern Illinois. So the, you know, these strikes are causing people to go to the unemployment rolls. Yeah, but at the same time, the overall, the employment picture is not too bad because uh, you know we've created over a million jobs in the last three months, which is the best since the late 90s. That's right. um, and then the rolling average, the four-week rolling average, still uh, came down a little bit to just under 290,000. So there's going to be up, up months and down months, but overall the employment picture looks relatively positive, at least – uh, thus far. And let's separate the economy from the markets, right? The the, the markets, right. this show is about the markets. It's about everything. But as far as the markets and our retirees go that we work with and, and them making money, the Dow has been consolidating for five months now. And it has not, after all this geopolitical issues going on, um, we are still on the verge of 18,000 on the Dow and over 2,000 as, you know, give or take on the S&P. That's right. So that, that, that bears well. We have a ceasefire or a, a preliminary ceasefire with Russia and the Ukraine, which actually late last week prompted the markets to um, move a little bit higher. So despite the numbers coming out, things are still looking potentially okay as far as investors go. Yeah, and that's and that's important because most people, whether it be in their 401k or your personal investments, have investments. But you know, we like to talk about the economy because the economy does have something to do with the markets. And when we see negative news or positive news, it oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, correlates to moves in the market. And we just, you know, the point is that this week it, it hasn't been all that great. Foreclosures were were up a little bit, um, but they're saying that's because they were artificially low last year because the, the process now of foreclosing is so much more difficult for the financial institutions. And then, the, you know, one last thing, um, the U.S. retail spending was a little bit lower than expected. I think it rose 0.2%, and they're expecting it to rise 0.4%. Now, is that shocking? A yeah, lot of seasonally mean, adjusted stuff. Yeah. But well, gas, but, but with gas prices, is that's that a That's why. Number? They thought that the low gas prices would immediately run to people just going crazy, spending all the money because gas was lower. Right. Um, and it turns out that people didn't quite do that just yet. Maybe they didn't spend money because uh, we had some bad weather. 
Um, you know, they were they locked themselves in their houses on the East Coast, especially yep. in New York City, waiting for the blizzard that didn't come. Um, you know, who knows? But well, we are seeing some of the benefits of, of, of that in some of our investment side of the accounts. Right. So now we're yeah. talking about, uh, you know, some of the things where low energy or low oil prices really kind of benefits us. Um, you know, some of our airline investments have been uh, have been pretty, pretty good. Some of the transportation pieces have been pretty good. Uh, all of those luxury type things are getting better as people are spending a little bit more money on that area of the market. Right. And it, it, again, the economy versus the markets, how we talk, you know, our clients, we manage, um, you know, just under a billion dollars. Oak Partners, we've been around 23 years. We manage a whole lot of households, um, three Chicagoland offices, Cincinnati, um, Naples, Florida. We have a, a few offices. So when you're talking about the investment portfolios and the stock market, um, yeah, things are looking okay. They're stabilized. But then you have people who have not participated in any of the bull run that's right. because they're working paycheck to paycheck, and that's where the economy comes in. Or they're afraid of, uh, of the markets uh, and their continual run-up. Uh, so, you know, one of the things that uh, we, we, you can't hear on the show are maybe some specifics about specific investments. And that's because, you know, the, the government regulations really don't allow us to do that uh, and paint that. So we have to paint that broad brush. So if, if you have some concerns about your individual portfolio and how it's being managed, send us an email to the show at oakpartners.com or give us a call, 888-546-5115. Make sure you leave your information. We will get back to you with any particular question that you have regarding your accounts and what you should be doing. And that is the beauty of this show. We are financial planners, fully licensed, and then we run money and manage money for retirees for a living. We are not radio show hosts. So we are here to get the knowledge of our brains and put it into the airways for you. So one of the other things that we had happening in the, in the news this week was the potential for President Obama – to enact the executive power of the veto. Yeah, he gets to ma- he what? gets a chance to make good on his threats to veto because the Keystone uh, pipeline was approved uh, by Congress, both both sides, and they're ready to send it to the president. And they said he is doing his own analysis, or the State Department is doing their own analysis, and so he's not just going to accept. Congress's word. He wants to do his own analysis, and then he'll decide at that point. Now, the president isn't one to veto that much, so I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> this is like in left field somewhere, yeah, this right? Is the, this is the first time he's mentioned a veto of something that the Republican-controlled Congress wanted to do. So, in in in, in his mind, you know, what would be the reasoning behind that veto? I just don't get it. I don't get for, it either. For one, we've got uh, we've got some aging pipelines out there uh, that that really need a lot of work, and so what what. The, the alternative of not putting this new pipeline in is we just add more capacity and volume to this existing old stuff. Talk about creation of some jobs, man. Let's get this going. Yeah, I think he cares more about Jackie Robinson West's baseball team than he does about um, you know things like this at this point. Um, too political. But anyway, this isn't a political show. This is a retirement show, Steve. Yeah, we're talking about investments. Um, we are going to have to take a commercial break coming up here pretty soon. Um, but like we said before, uh, we wanted to talk about Gen X. We talked about Gen Y or Millennials last week. Um, this week, we want to give some financial planning tips for the Gen Xers, sort of in the middle of their career, uh, to start getting their ducks in a row for when they retire later. Uh, coming up, we have Jason's Thought for the Week. We are going to answer a couple of listener emails, I believe, this week in our listener feedback segment. Um, but right when we get back from break, we are going to go over some financial planning tips for the Gen Xers um, to help them start getting prepared for retirement here on Making Finance Personal. Oak Partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies. SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. Mike Borancic, Jason Urbanic, and Steve Cavis are top wealth advisors and investment professionals of SII Investments Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC, as well as registered investment advisors. Back now to Making Finance Personal on AM 560. 
The Answer. Welcome back to Making Finance Personal. If you have a question you would like us to address on air or off air, you can give us a call, 888-546-5115, or send us an email to the show at oakpartners.com. And we will actually get to a couple of listener questions later on in the show. All right. But right now, we want to get into this week's financial tool. Our financial tool this week is some financial planning tips for the people that often get forgotten about when it comes to personal finance and financial planning. You know, a lot of people talk about the retirees and the pre-retirees and everybody wants to help the young kids coming out of college. But what about somebody who's been in the job force for 10, 15 yeah, what about years, me? 20 what about years? Me, Steve? Um, what about Mike and Jason, our two resident Gen Xers uh, here at Oak Partners and on Making Finance Personal? Let's talk about some financial planning tips for you guys. Yeah, let's do. Uh, you know, it, the reason they're forgotten about Gen Xers for the most part in our industry, financial planning is, you know, it's not brain surgery because the baby boomers are retiring. They have the rollovers. They have the assets actually to manage. They are the largest cross-section in the in the. In the yes, world. they're taking up a lot of our time. But the Gen Xers between 35 and 50, our age, um, you know, I can speak for myself and you, Mike, we're, um, you know, actually very successful professional. We've been in this business for 15 years. We manage a lot of money. We have assets. But even us, even our um, assets right now are probably because of young kids yeah. are mostly in retirement type vehicles. Yeah, but that's an important point is a lot of the baby boomers come from a time where pensions still existed. I don't know very many Gen Xers that have a pension. Unless they're most, for the federal government. Most Gen Xers are uh, – and even in that in that case, they might be saving for themselves as That's well. Right. Right. Um, so I know a lot of Gen Xers are, have been forced to save on their own from day one, and they have accumulated nice 401K and 403B uh, accounts. Yeah, the, the problem with that um, logic, Steve, is that these Gen Xers, us, have you experienced – Us people have experienced two – Mar- large downturns in the markets, right? Yeah. So we, we we were probably um, uh, too young in our earning careers to have really participated strongly in the late '90s run up, right? So I, I remember trading some tech stocks and and doing a lot of that stuff in the late '90s, but still really early in my earnings career, so I wasn't making a whole lot of money, so couldn't invest or save a, a ton. And then you experience the the, the multiple year downturn. Um, in in two thousand, right? Two thousand one, two thousand, right? Yeah, right. So multiple year downturn, and then we, you know, you start to run up a little bit again, and then whammy happens. Yeah. So basically, the first almost ten years of your career, uh, you made zero because the S and P five hundred did about zero from two thousand to two thousand and nine. So you you broke even after putting money away. All right. So let's yeah. That, so that's absolutely true. And then on top of that, let's talk about the um, the mortgages. Let's talk about the house uh, sure. housing prices. Let's talk about the Gen Xer who bought their first house and was underwater and is underwater. All so they've been hit with a double whammy. And on top of that, it's not that easy to save. You know, not everybody makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. You know, uh, somebody a fifty year old making fifty grand a year should probably have about you know two point four times their money. You know, none of these numbers are for everybody, but typically speaking, they should have maybe like $120,000 right now. Yeah. Um, do you think they do? I mean, we've been through, you just mentioned, Mike, three different things that and many happened don't. to them. And many don't. And many, many because of the fact that that, that uh, paycheck might have been, not have been stable. They might have had a couple of job uh, changes throughout that time period where they were off for a couple of months. Um, those things cost uh, cost retirement years, right? And so what are they going to have to do then when they get into their prime earnings years, the years where their kids are gone and they're, you know, they're able to start 
piling it away, they're going to have to play catch up. Yeah, we're going to have to help them play catch up. You know, we mentioned last week, um, you know, BP and Whiting. You know, that's we, we we have a lot of clients from there, and you know, we've got um, a lot of baby boomer supervisors there that are going to retire. But we also have the guys at Gen Xers our age that um, are on strike right now. You know, they're sitting at home without a paycheck. They're going to have to tap into something. You that's know, right. God forbid. Right. And um, once again, they are going to get hit with another slap in the face when it comes to their financial life. Yeah, and you know, again with the Gen Xers, a lot of them didn't start working in the factory immediately after high school, and they have worked at a few different jobs mm-hmm. and and, right. and have plans at different jobs. And another thing, when you move jobs around, is oftentimes you have to wait a wait a year to be eligible for the four hundred one k. So you might have spent several years of your career not being able to even put away, which makes planning now that maybe hopefully you have that that stable career because um, the average person, I think, changes jobs five times or something like that. You've got that stable career. Now it's time to really hunker down and start focusing on the saving. And so the, what the Gen Xer sometimes has is he has multiple plans kind of scattered all across the place or maybe uh, several different Roth IRAs that he's had contributed throughout the place, but real, really no um, you know, formal plan. And so it's, it's important that you're working with an advisor to, to create an investment policy statement that says, let's gather all these assets together. Let's understand what we're trying to do with them. And let's work to that goal at the end of the day, which is to have enough money in retirement so that I can live the way I want to live. Right. And if you haven't reached out to an advisor yet, um, and you've, you've done this, you've moved around jobs, or you just want to start getting your picture put together, give us a call, 888-546-5115, or send us an email to the show at oakpartners.com, and we can maybe give you some advice, uh, give you some pointers, help you out, help you consolidate plans if you've moved around a few times, really kind of get you on the right path. Yeah, especially if you're a Gen Xer, since um, you know we are as well. So what would I do? You know, uh, let's, We'll talk a little bit about, give, maybe give some tips to Gen Xer coming up real quick here, but let, let me speak from my head here, since me and Mike you know, and Steve, we are Gen Xers. Um, for me and for you, uh, for the listener, I think that what you do is, number one, you take care of your debt as being a Gen Xer. You make sure that your mortgage rates and your credit cards are in order and all that stuff's in order because that's something you can control. That's right. I think, number two, you make sure that you have college savings plans if you have kids. Don't just have money scattered everywhere. Don't have a plan of how you're going to pay for college. Start a plan now, whether yeah, most, it's putting under your mattress or putting into a, an official college savings plan. Most states, including Indiana and Illinois, will actually give you some tax credits for doing that as well. So it's, that's it's great to jump on. Exactly right. Number three is max out your retirement plans if you can to get at least max out till you get the match. Right. So those pay yourself things, first. Pay yourself first. Those three things are the basics of what a 35 to 50 year old should be doing, I think. And don't pay, you have to pay yourself first to create that, that uh, uh, safety net fund, but you also have to pay yourself in retirement. And so plan to not raid those accounts. That's the important thing. You, the last thing you want to do is mortgage your retirement for current fund expenses. Right. So, all right, baby boomers, you are not baby boomers. Sorry, Gen Xers, you've got that good job now. Maybe you're not, uh, you know, this. Now, if you're a tech billionaire um, and you can retire anytime you want, some of these might not apply to you. Well, if you are, you though, make sure call you call us, us anyway. 888-546-5115. But if you're not, but you have a decent job, let's talk about some of the things that you can do to make sure you don't uh, end up behind the eight ball when it comes time to retire. And the first thing is, and we're going to sound a little bit like Dave Ramsey here, and it's take care of your paycheck. Your paycheck is That's your right. most important financial tool right now. 
do everything possible to make to make sure that you keep that paycheck safe. And here's what, and, and here's a good point about ki- taking care of your p- paycheck. So say you are a little bit behind um, Gen X or out there. Say that the world has not been nice to you in the last ten years, which it hasn't. So what Steve means is kind of keep yourself in shape a little bit too, because you need to keep earning that paycheck. You may have to work a little bit longer than fifty eight years old. That's right. You may have to go to sixty eight. You you know, and, and that's what Steve means by keep that paycheck going by keeping yourself in shape mentally and physically. Yeah, and network. You know, don't be afraid to look for better opportunities. You know, you you've got to you've got to look out for number one here and make sure that you can reach your full earning potential. And one other caveat or one other piece to that is what happens if you aren't able to work. So yeah. you might want to look into something like insurance, disability, or and also life insurance. And so that's that's another big thing uh, that is concerning. Is that uh, and, and I have a, a terrible story about it. Um, one of my uh, son, or my son's girlfriend, her his father ended up. Uh, getting sick um, in his early 50s and had to quit his job. You know, wasn't able to to use those peak earning years to save for retirement. And so now he's on disability, uh, but never was able to put money away for those later years. And so, you know, so, so that what's that mean? That means that their their retirement life has changed dramatically because of those things. Don't count on them, right? You've got to make sure you're planning the day. And as Steve said, disability insurance, one good way to get that done. Um, you know, it, and it's not that expensive if you really right. take a look at, at what it's covering for you. And then the, um, the, the next thing, which we'll, I want to talk about it after break. We don't have enough time now, uh, but we have a couple more hints for the Gen Xers. It's good to get a tax plan. So I guess um, when we get back from the break, um, Steve, you want to talk a little bit about getting a tax plan because I think that's very, very important for those over 50. Yeah, and, and we aren't tax advisors, so make sure you consult your tax advisor uh, with tax planning issues. But uh, but make sure that you are paying attention to it and give us a call if you need to. Yeah, so we are going to take a break. We've got Jason's Thought for the Week. We are, as always, going to address a couple of listener questions in our answer segment. But immediately after break, we're going to come back with some tax planning and also a couple other tips for the Gen Xer who wants to get their retirement plan in order. Give us a call, 888-546-5115. Oak Partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies. SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. Mike Morantic, Jason Urbanic, and Steve Cavis are top wealth advisors and investment professionals of SII Investments Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC, as well as registered investment advisors. Back now to Making Finance Personal on AM560, The Answer. And we're back with Making Finance Personal. And on our Gen X show, we've got some nice Gen X music playing here in the Ah, background, I just noticed. Uh, My music, baby. Yep. (laughs) Just for Jason and Mike. Uh, you know, before the break, we were talking about some tips for the Gen Xer. If you have a question about those tips or maybe a suggestion of something that's helped you uh, get your financial plan in order, send us an email to the show at oakpartners.com or you can leave us a message on our voicemail line, which is 888-546-5115. Or if you're coming in late to the show and you missed point number one, which I'll recap, you could always go to iTunes and see our downloaded podcasts. We've got many, many, many podcasts over a couple of years on there. Yeah, just search for for making finance personal. Uh, we've got over 25,000 hits on our downloads. Uh, so make sure that you, uh, if you, if you missed a little bit, we've got a hundred shows on there almost. Yes. Lots and lots of shows on there. All right. So we were going over tips for Gen Xers, which are people between 35 and 50 years old. Yes. And before the break, Jason mentioned, um, tax planning and because we are licensed financial planners and we have uh, oversight and compliance, I do have to say that our broker dealer, SII, uh, investments does not offer 
tax or legal advice. Oh, so okay. we're talk to consult your uh, accountant or your CPA. If but we want to give you some general information here about uh, tax planning. Yeah, good. Um, thanks for that. So a tax plan, number two, is this is important to catch up. So say you got a little bit behind on savings and you're above 50 now. Um, above 50, you do have catch-up provisions, catch-up contribution provisions that are available to you, to you now. So basically, you can put in $1,000 more to IRAs and $6,000 more into your 401k as a catch, catch-up contribution if you are above 50. That's correct. So if you are not a Generation Xer, you are older than 50, then you can do that. That's yeah. right. And now it's important to know um, when you're saving for retirement, um, and this is a general um, big net here that I'm throwing out there. It's not for everybody. You've got to keep some liquidity. So make sure that you're not just pumping all your money into pre-tax vehicles. Yeah, right. um, although it feels good and the balance um, you know, keeps going up and you're, you're going to have a great retirement someday, um, you need a little money now too. But one of the beauties of saving in maybe like a Roth IRA, if you qualify in the income limits um, for qualifying a to use a Roth IRA is that a Roth IRA distributes principal first, right? right. So if, right. if you've got, if you've saved money in that Roth IRA and that Roth IRA is seasoned uh, over five years and you needed to access it for an emergency, then you can get that money penalty free first, the money that you've contributed. The penalty and tax would come on the gain. Right. And that's pre-59 and a half. Pre-59 Once you're 59 and a half, then everything's 100% okay. government free. Yeah. So a lot of our clients save in the 401k side, and then they also save on the Roth IRA as well, just to sort of spread out their tax uh, liability when that's they right. do retire. Because IRAs, as you know, and 401ks, you get the tax deduction now on the contributions. But when you take the money out, you pay the taxes then. Roth no ta- taxes come out now, no taxes when you withdraw the money. And a lot of companies actually have uh, Roth 401ks available now. So you can actually split that co- contributed dollar, part of it being deferred from income and part of it being deferred from income for the rest of time. That's right. All right. So number fi- our final point here, um, a little tip for the Gen Xer is reconsider your risk. Now, to me, this means something different. To me, risk is not fixed income versus equities you know you got to decide between the two yeah that's old school uh, that's an old school discussion and um, clearly things are changing because you have to pay attention to interest rates exactly interest rates and not only that going deep like that but portfolio management in general to me risk is making sure that um, your portfolio is set up for many things for liquidity immediate liquidity for long-term growth for um, some interest rate moves you know you got to have it all built in at once you don't guess right when you're young and you don't have much money and you're just getting started it is really more important to contribute something than it is to to pay attention what you're how you're allocating it. That's right. You know, you can buy into the market if the market goes up, great. If the market goes down, well, your contributions are getting more shares. But now that you've hopefully accumulated a balance, um, you also have to rethink things and and actually start paying attention to how you're invested uh, as far as your your retirement accounts are concerned. And that's the key. When you're young, it's you, you got to put as much money as you as you can in and it's a long-term approach, right? So so make sure you're being a little bit more aggressive in most times. Uh, but when you when you start to accumulate that wealth, make sure that you're paying attention to the asset allocation of it. Make sure that you're paying attention to what's happening in the markets. And if you're not going to the person that pays attention, you just go, you go to work, you do your job and you and you get paid and you contribute money. Make sure you're working with somebody that's willing to help you with that. So give us a call if you if you are the person that that doesn't spend all every day looking at it. Yeah. 
Even if you are, give us a call too, 888-546-5115. And, you know, my last point on risk, it's not just like Jason said, the risk with your equities versus fixed income, but your life risk. If you have, if you work for a specific company, whatever that company may be, and you're investing a significant portion of your 401k assets in that company stock, what if something happens to that company? You may not only lose your job, but lose your nest egg as well. That's so true. be careful. So Make sure you diversify that out a little bit, regardless of how great your company may be. You, it's it, never a bad idea to have some investments not tied directly to the company. Yeah, one of the biggest things I see from people come in is portfolios that are too elementary. Um, you know, just not much going on. The advisor is lazy. Not all advisors are lazy, but some are. And I just see a lot of sim- simple... A portfolios, not a lot of thought put into it, and how you know how the distribution should all be work and customized for you. I think goals. so, absolutely. So we are going to take another quick commercial break. Um, when we get back, we're going to get into our listener feedback segment. The answer. If you have a question you'd like us answered, give us a call 888-546-5115. Both partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies. SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. Mike Morantic, Jason Urbanic, and Steve Cavis are top wealth advisors and investment professionals of SI Investments Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC, as well as registered investment advisors. Back now to Making Finance Personal on AM560, The Answer. All right, welcome back to Making Finance Personal, and it is time for our listener feedback segment we like to call The Answer. So if you have a question that you would like answered on air, you can give us a call, 888-546-5115, and leave us a message, and maybe we'll play your voicemail on air. Or, as we have today, uh, a couple of emails, you can send us an email to the show at oakpartners.com. And if it's a really good question that applies to a lot of people, we might address it on the show. If it's a personal question about your portfolio or a what we think about a stock or something that you have, um, we can, of course, answer you privately that way. And this is, of course, my favorite section as we... As this show is all about you, as we want to hear about what your thoughts, what your needs are. So if you've got a, a question or comment, make sure you send that uh, email to the show at oakpartners.com. Absolutely. So let's get into our questions. And uh, we've got a producer, Dan, with our first question. All right. Yes, this comes from Bill. And he says, I'm trying to roll over my Roth held at the bank to two different Roths. The bank told me I can't have two checks cut. Am I being properly instructed? And do you guys handle rollovers? Okay, good question. Um, you know, what your bank is probably talking about is the 60-day rollover rule. And this was a rule that's been around for many, many years. If you have a, an account uh, that's an IRA or a Roth IRA, you can withdraw the money, actually take possession of that money, and as long as you put it back into another IRA or Roth IRA, same registration within 60 days, no taxes are due. That's 60 calendar days, though. So make sure you're not skipping weekends. Make sure you're not uh, cutting it right down to the wire. And you can do that only one time per that's year. Yes, that's only the key one now. one time per year is, is it allowed. So you can do a transfer, sure. but um, you can only do one rollover one per year. One indirect right. rollover. And that's right. a really good point, Jason, is that some people think, oh, if I pulled some money out or if I moved some money from my 401k or my IRA or my Roth – at one point this year, I can't do any more for the rest of the year. That's only if you take possession of the money and then redeposit it and code it as a rollover. That's right. The direct transfer, you can transfer directly from one IRA custodian to the other as many times as you want. But unfortunately, sometimes 
banks, especially if you have a CD IRA, right. they don't really transfer. You actually have to do the rollover the old-fashioned way, and that's why uh, that's probably what your bank is talking about. I'd also um, caution you that if you're doing that from a 401k or a Roth I- or excuse me, an IRA, an individual retirement account, so pre-tax money. And you get taxed. So in many times, a 401k will automatically, has to automatically withhold those taxes. To do the indirect rollover, you will actually have to replace the amount that went to the government right. in that indirect rollover. Yeah, and those that tax money is going to the government. They don't send it back to you. So that's right. It's, that's why doing a direct rollover or a direct transfer is certainly the preferred method because it just keeps everything a lot cleaner. Um, so what you may be able to do is is roll that Roth over to one company and then have them transfer some of it to the other company. That way you can, you're not violating that rollover rule and still getting your money split between That's the two right. companies. Advice, Give us a call uh, you know, if, if you have a question similar to that. But good question. Uh, Dan, what's our second question? Next one comes from Nancy. She says, my advisor is charging 1.9% to manage my investments. Ouch. And then there is another layer of fees with the with the investments he uses. Are these costs reasonable? I'll tell you what, Nancy. Um, we've seen in our office um, many times uh, some I'll call them almost usury fees. Uh, the fees are, are exceptionally high. Um, f- make sure that you pay pay attention to that as we make sure we disclose and discuss our fee structure with our clients on a consistent basis. Yeah, that's one of the things that it's a gray area there about cost in our industry. Everybody is trying to keep the costs as low as possible for the clients, which is the right thing to do because you potentially make more money. Um, how you build the portfolios to me is very, very important. You know, I see a lot of those th- these new advisory wrap fees, but. Sometimes they're wrapped around things that already have a commission on them. Or an expense inside. Yeah, an expense inside. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not illegal. But to me, it seems like a little bit of double dippish. Yeah, understanding that uh, you can use sometimes inside of those uh, investment management accounts, you can use – securities that uh, that don't have internal expenses or that are very low from an internal expense standpoint. But, you know, back to your original question, Nancy, about the cost structure, a lot of times, um, in fact, most times, investment advisory accounts will will be scalable. So the larger the account is, maybe the, the more compressed or the smaller your actual fee is, um, and the smaller the account is, sometimes the advisor wants to charge a much larger uh, fee. So, you know, just make sure you're working with an advisor that's going to work with you. Right. And before we, de- I definitively say that that is too high of a fee, I'd like to know what the advisor is doing for you. Because all, you'll see these robo-advisors saying, oh, our, you know, this fee's super low and we'll give you an asset allocation. Yeah, but if, if you're just getting that, it might be worth paying a little bit more. If your advisor's doing tax planning and estate planning and, and, and insurance planning, doing all these other things for you, um, pro- providing you with a That's written a financial point. plan, then maybe that would justify a slightly higher fee. But if they are just building out an asset allocation and it's plain, a very simple asset allocation, I would say 1.9% seems a little bit high, um, certainly for just that. And I, and I would also say that uh, you know 80 to 90% of our accounts um, are going to be uh, probably 50 to 60% less than that charge. Yeah, absolutely. So good question. There's a wide range of fees that we've seen. We've seen very low fees. We've seen people charge 2.5% uh, on their, yep. on their yep. fee-based correct. accounts. So 
Understand what you're paying for and shop around. Get a second opinion. Give us a call, 888-546-5115. Show us what you have. We'll tell you not only what we would do with it, but also what we would charge you to manage it. And make sure you're getting your break points, too, out there. You know, if you have a lot of money going in, you should get a break point on what somebody's charging you. Right. Don't let the advisor just set it and forget it and uh, sit back and collect his fee either. We're going to take another quick commercial break. We'll be right back to wrap up the show on Making Finance Personal. Oak Partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies. SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. Mike Barantic, Jason Urbanic, and Steve Cavis are top wealth advisors and investment professionals of SII Investments Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC, as well as registered investment advisors. Back now to Making Finance Personal on AM560, The Answer. All right, back here on Making Finance Personal on our Gen X theme show. And you can tell that it was Gen Xers who picked the uh, music here <laughs> as we've got all these great like That's 80s right. and 90s uh, rock songs that we're coming in and out of our uh, breaks with. But you know, the, the topic of the show today was some financial planning tips for the Gen Xers. So we want to make sure, you know, I think the theme here is if you haven't, hopefully you have a plan already, but if you don't, it's time to start planning now. That's the key. You have to have a plan. You have to work with an advisor that's going to help you develop that plan. And if you're not, you've got to give us a call, 888-546-5115. And for those, again, Gen Xers, 35 to 50, not the baby boomers, not the people rolling over with the assets to build a proper portfolio, but the Gen Xers, um, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. And honestly, Scratch that's, and save. That's it. Scratch and save. Do, do what, what you can. can. Keep liquidity. Get your costs down. Do everything we said because we are in that same ballpark. You got to do what you got to do. Don't let the market and the economy bring you down. Yeah, you've been through a lot, Gen Xers. You've held hands across America. You've seen the uh, you know Berlin Wall come down. You've seen the market crash twice in your early career. So you know, you've been through a lot, but yep. hopefully you're still standing. And and now is the time to really focus on on getting your your assets together and, and getting things together going forward. And the largest cross-section of our clientele are, are in the baby boomers, and that's because they're, they're staring at retirement in the face. Uh, but the Gen Xers can't forget about it. You've got to make sure you're paying attention to savings. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the good news is that we have started to see an uptick in our Gen Xer clientele. So uh, Gen Xers, you're getting it. You're getting it that you need to work with someone. You need to start getting a plan together. You're and you are. You're coming in. You're meeting with us. Um, we've taken a lot of new clients on recently that are Gen Xers, and it's okay. You know, a financial advisor should be able to take smaller clients as well as bigger clients. So, you know, get your plan together. Talk to somebody. And with that, Jason, what's our thought for the week? On today's thought of the week, fifty may be the new forty, but the clock is ticking, Gen X. Get a tax plan. You have catch-up contribution for those over 50. It allows you to kick in $1,000 more to IRAs and up to $6,000 more in 401k plans. Use it. Reconsider your risk. If you're going to work at least 15 more years and you're healthy and that's part of the retirement plan, that's great. But readjust your risk tolerance. Maybe you need to be a little bit more aggressive. And finally, wake up. A global retirement survey by financial giant HSBC last month found that nearly two-thirds of retirees worldwide said that they were unprepared for a comfortable retirement. If you wait till the 11th hour to plan for retirement, your nest day could easily turn into a pumpkin at midnight. That's some great advice, Jason. And we had a great show today, uh, Steve. So um, I'm happy to have been a part of it. Gen Xers, uh, give us a call, 888-546-5115, if you uh, would like to participate. Next week, we're going to talk about those that are ready to 
Step into the light, right? You're yes. ready to retire. You're done. You're almost, your working career's over. Yeah, maybe five to seven years till retirement. So the, the real crunch time. So that'll be a good show too next That's week. Right. So make sure you tune in. Making Finance Personal is broadcast each and every week, Sundays from 3 to 4 p.m. on AM 560. So for our production crew, Dan and Seth, and Mike Brantick and Jason Urbanic, I'm Steve Cavis reminding you that when it comes to your finances, it's always personal. Today's broadcast of Making Finance Personal was presented by the Oak Partners Wealth and Retirement Planning Group, serving Chicago for over 21 years. Mike Barancic, Jason Urbanic, and Steve Cavis are wealth advisors and investment professionals of SII Investments Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC, as well as registered investment advisors. Oak Partners and SII are separate and unrelated companies. SII Investments does not offer tax or legal advice. Your hosts can be reached at 888-546-5115 or online at mfpshow.com. You can email the show at show at oakpartners.com. Be sure to tune into Making Finance Personal each and every Sunday afternoon at 3 on AM 560. The Answer.